The first one is the fast-paced uh, work environment. So businesses are uh, developing way faster than they used to before. So the traditional recruitment doesn't really catch up with the speed uh, of a hiring need. Second, that modern professionals acquire skills in a non-linear way. So it's not only about traditional education or employment, it's variety of ways. Hi, I'm Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Hello there, welcome back to the Job Hunting Podcast. In this episode, we're interviewing Dina Biasanova. She is the founder and CEO of PitchMe, which is a skilled-based talent marketplace that aims to replace traditional CVs or resumes with an alternative candidate profiling system based on a person's skills and abilities. Dina wants a system where the candidate is anonymized to prevent unconscious bias in the hiring process. So she sounded like a perfect guest for this podcast, so I invited her to be interviewed and I'm very glad that she accepted. I'm very grateful to Dina because it's such an interesting concept. I had never heard of a system like this. There are many softwares available and this kind of pr proliferation of especially interviewing type, uh, straight camera interviews, um, softwares and some audio that, you know, call systems for interviews. But this is a very different game. The World Economic Forum recently predicted that 97 million jobs will emerge after the pandemic. In response to this, companies have to rethink the way that they hire to ensure that both employers and employees are prepared for this new business landscape. The remote revolution has already proven the value of soft skills like communication, time management and leadership. And on top of that, more people are changing careers due to the fast evolving technical capabilities that could alter their existing roles. And career changing is also very prolific and happening quite a lot during this pandemic. Companies that learn from these shifting dynamics can construct a dedicated, agile workforce that is better equipped to solve problems and adapt to future working conditions. And one of the most inspiring takeaways for me was when Dina explained why employers should now target career shifters. Shifters are psychologically better prepared to uncertainty, according to Dina, and I agree, and are primed for upskilling and reskilling. So without further ado, we're going to hear from Dina in a minute. But before we go there, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you found us. If it's YouTube, just click to follow and click a like. Give us some love. If you're in Audible or iTunes or Google Podcast. Spotify, wherever you found us, please give us a follow, give us a like, send us a review. It really is so important for the sustainability of this podcast or any podcast that you listen to, to give the um, podcast some love. It helps other professionals like you 
find podcasts like mine. So please help us out. And the other thing that you can do to keep in touch with me is to sign up for my newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter and I'll send you the podcast episodes and articles for you to read. I curate them specially for professionals in the corporate, nonprofit and government sectors who are keen to job hunt and develop better career plans. So sign up for the newsletter. It's on my website, renatabernardi.com, and you can find the link to it below in the episode show notes. Now let's hear from Dina. Hi, Dina. Can you hear me? Hi. Hello. Hi, yes. Good morning. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? Not bad. Are you, are you also boiling? All good? No, my friend. I'm in Australia. It's evening here and it's winter. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, yes, we are boiling here in Europe. <laughs> I'm very jealous. I wish I was boiling. <laughs> I was born in a very warm country. And sometimes I think to myself, what am I doing in Melbourne? This winter here is really, really horrible. <laughs> yeah, well... Thank you for taking time and pleasure meeting you. No, thank you. So uh, your lovely EA, Sasha, reached out to me and uh, that was a few months ago and said, oh, you know, Dina would be a good guest for your podcast. And I think she's right. Can't wait to talk to you. So I <laughs> would you like to thank you. tell our listeners a little bit about your career? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. When I was growing up, I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I always knew that I wanted to do things differently. I started my career in a very traditional sector, oil and gas, and I have spent 12 years there, but working internationally. I have also done my PhD in economics, which has nothing to do with HR or technology, which I am working on right now. But that career in oil and gas taught me to look at the things from a very different angles. This sector was disrupted by technology heavily. The processes which were known before, they have been transforming really, really rapidly. So I think my previous career made me curious about technology, about innovation, about uh, disruption of a traditional sector. So this is how I, how I ended up being an entrepreneur in HR tech sector, because despite of uh, oil and gas being a non-renewable energy, I think that human resources are. No, that's, that's a very interesting way of putting it. During your career in oil and gas, did you also experience the life of a job hunter? Did you go through recruitment and selection in the traditional way? Well, actually, I experienced it from very different angles, being a candidate myself and then being an employer later on. So yes, obviously, I have spotted that something is broken in, um, in the recruitment process, being the participant of this process from different uh, perspectives. But technological sector and uh, oil and gas sector is even more uh, difficult to, to hunt and uh, recruit people for because it, it's really unique and the skill set uh, we were looking when I turned to be an employer myself and when I was hunting myself, the skills we were looking were very unique. So we had to use different approaches. We had to think out of the box how to attract and uh, screen candidates. So I think that 
actually my previous career taught me a lot and uh, it opened up the horizon of opportunities which I am tackling right now. And what is Pitch Me? Explain to those listeners who don't know much about it what it does. So Pitch Me is a skills-based talent marketplace. We are based around the idea that people should have an opportunity to demonstrate the overall skill set they possess in order to find an ideal work environment and work for uh, and job as well as uh, identify career development opportunities. We don't work with a CV. We give candidates a new type of professional presentation. It's called Smart Me Profile. It's a real-time picture of human hard skills, soft skills, and personality profile, which we build by analyzing a variety of digital sources. So as a candidate, you have a chance to input links and sources you consider relevant to yourself, and we convert obtained big data into measured and validated skills. And around that profile, we have built the overall ecosystem, matching you either with employers and positions or matching you with online education opportunities. Tina, that's such a disruption in the market. What I like about today's interviews that I've done all day, and yours is the last one here because it's evening in, in Melbourne, is it, it feels like there's a a weave, you know, like this golden thread between all of them. We're all looking at the emperor with no clothes, but different guests of this podcast comes with different ways of addressing that issue. So I'm a very pragmatic person who just wants to get <laughs> my clients into jobs very quickly, working within the system, whatever system it is, we'll find a way and develop your effectiveness to work with the system. You, on the other hand, look at the system and you go, I don't like the way that this is going <laughs> and I want to disrupt it, right? When you do that, how do you then convince the employers that it's time to change? That's a great question uh, because we, we are on the market for two and a half years. And before pandemic, it was much more challenging because the mindset of an employer was still traditional. CV worked, the traditional recruitment process worked, so no one was really open for a change. So 2020 was a really turning point in the mindset of employers. So we are not only talking about the changes of the work environment and uh, everyone going remote, but people are more receptive of technology. People are trying to think and kind of reflect on traditional processes which they had in place from a different angle. So obviously when we sell right now, it became much more easier to not only to convince an employer, but actually to demonstrate this in action. So our sales pitch always starts with results which we deliver to our existing customers. But the 2020 and the last year was a really, really turning point for PeachMe as well. We have grown five times. So I think that we were a little bit ahead of the market trend, but right now we are in trend. So it became easier for us. And are you targeting a specific group of professionals or is this platform sort of a, a good best practice for every industry, every sector, every professional? 
So we have started with the digital sector. So everything related to IT, marketing, design, creative industry, because it was affected by, by the changes of the work nature. And, um, and these professionals have a lot of different sources, which they build throughout the time. So we have started initially with the digital professionals. However, our technology and our approach can be implemented and probably transformed into different sectors, such as finance, such as medicine, education. But uh, we are startups still, we are growing, so we have um, a way to go. Yeah, okay. And with this different type of employment, is, is it available for people in every country or are you also, you know, geographically working with a, a smaller sandbox? No, uh, in terms of the candidate talent pool, it's completely global. So 40% of our candidates in the database are coming from the Europe, 40% from states, and 20% from the rest of the world. So it's Asia, it's Africa, it's Latin America. In terms of employers, we are working also globally. So we have quite a vast presence in Europe and states. But usually our employers and our customers, they have multiple different offices globally. Uh, the jobs that are going through your PitchMe platform, um, jobs that can be done remotely or are they still jobs that require you to be physically located in the country where the employee wants you to work from? It's a mixture. It's a mixture. So we do see the trend of the remote work, of course, affecting us as well. So more positions are having this remote tab on. But still, there are people who are hiring in traditionally full-time in the office, but to less extent. But we are not freelance platform, so we are only working with uh, full-time permanent roles, which can be done with a relocation or they can be done physically being remotely, but uh, full-time jobs. That's interesting that you mentioned that you're, you're not into the freelance roles. Was that a business decision for you that you opted out of this freelance gig economy? In the beginning, yes, because our technology and our methodology needs to, have, uh, needs to be validated by businesses. So we are measuring and tracking the progress of candidates who are placed via PeachMe. We need to see how they outperform other candidates. So it's much more, uh, it's doable when you are placing a person for like a permanent role. With the freelance jobs, it, the nature is different. So people are hired mainly based on their skill set. So soft skills or personality matters less. But our core difference and our core strengths uh, of PeachMe is that we actually do measure soft skills and personality and demonstrating how this assessment in the pre-screening process actually affects the placement and interview processes later on. So uh, our decision to go for a full-time permanent roles was intentional because we needed to have a proof of concept. Right. And okay, so now let's give the um, job seekers some advice on how to operate in this completely different platform for them? I mean, I'm assuming it will be quite a different experience. Am I right? To be honest, no. Uh, the only difference is that we are not asking for a CV straight away. So that's probably the main wow and aha moment, because there is definitely behavior part. And if I'm a job seeker, I need a CV. 
But the core principle is that people need to have variety of sources to support their professional identity. Recruiters already started to look at their social networks. They are asking for portfolio. They are asking for uh, any proof of their knowledge and abilities. And they, we start our onboarding process of a candidate exactly from this. We give an opportunity to provide whatever they consider relevant, to provide links, not to upload any CVs or fill in the forms. It's, it's as simple as just providing links. And uh, we create a profile in under three minutes. So for more traditional candidates or candidates who have CVs, we also have an opportunity and ask them to, to upload CV if they wish so. But this is not our main tool or main paper which we are analyzing. So every candidate who is coming on the platform starts with, the, uh, with a section of links. They fill in whatever they want to fill. Then there are four questions uh, related to personality, very simplified psychometric test, as, as I can uh, say. And then uh, any supporting materials, like they can upload portfolio, they can upload examples of their previous work, and that's it. And uh, we turn all of this obtained information into four sections, uh, measured and validated hard skills, measured soft skills, and ideal work environment context. So candidates can download it, candidates can share the link to their profile, and it's completely free. So they can design it with completely free under three minutes and then use it elsewhere, not only on our platform, but we are also building this social element. Or they can get matched to jobs on the PeachMe. And Dina, what, when you say links, can you give us some examples of what your candidates are linking in the platform? Yes, absolutely. So they link professional websites related to their sector. If it is an IT professional, they usually link GitHub, GitLab, Stack Overflow, any repositories they have. If it's a designer, they link Dribbble, Behance, their portfolio websites. People are linking their blogs. People are linking uh, YouTube channels they're hosting. People are linking online games such as chess.com, for example, or PokerStars. So we work with a really, really wide spectrum of uh, sources, starting from traditional websites, ending up with blogs and even online games. That's, that's excellent. I love all of this because it's so aligned with what I ask my, my clients to do, which is to dig the interweb for stuff that has been hidden, you know. And yes, you're talking about uh, tech professionals, but even if you're a marketing professional or somebody like myself who worked in sort of executive roles, there is there are always opportunities for you to find things and, you know, if, uh, if you can find them, make sure that they're linked somewhere, be it LinkedIn or pitch me or your resume, your traditional resume, for sure. Absolutely. What, what made you come up with this idea, Dina? What made you think this is what I want to do? Personal problem and uh, <laughs> struggle throughout my career that I never managed to find a job via CV because I'm a, I don't have a linear career story. Observation that it's not only me, that it's actually quite a lot of people were speaking up about the similar problems which I experienced and curiosity. 
So before starting Pitch Me, I was involved in the Young Professional Committee of the Energy Institute. It's quite a big society uniting the professionals of the oil and gas and energy sector. And um, I came up with initiative to run a research to, to see how the recruitment process works in the, in the sector. And we have interviewed uh, more than 600 candidates, around 400 employers and 70 recruiters. So we came up with quite an in-depth analytical material, which actually answered all my questions. Mm-hmm. So I managed to narrow down problems, like really, really broad problems to three to three areas which PeachMe now is addressing. The first one is the fast-paced work environment. So businesses are developing way faster than they used to before. So the traditional recruitment doesn't really catch up with the speed of a hiring need. Second, that modern professionals acquire skills in a non-linear way. So it's not only about traditional education or employment, it's variety of ways starting from online education ending up like reading or listening on a daily basis news podcasts anything which also contributes to to the skills acquisition and uh, the third one that a traditional cv failed to actually present the full potential of a of a person so curiosity and research this is what made me to start pitch me and I, I have you considered, and maybe it's already there and we just haven't spoken about this, but I'm thinking about the video component. Is it something that you're working on? Is it already part of Pitched Me to include, you know, the candidates expressing themselves on video? Mm-hmm. Not yet. And Pitch Me is, I mean, Pitch Me is addressing the three primary stages before the interview itself. So we are doing uh, lead generation, we are doing the skills assessment, and we are doing the initial shortlisting and pre-screening. We are bias-free. So we really want to remove any bias from screening uh, initial assessment. This is why we do our matching of candidates with employers anonymously. The element of video is necessary down the line when you want already to meet face to face. So at the pre-screening and initial assessment, we don't think we need it. However, employers who want to use PeachMe throughout the process of of the recruitment, they actually express this uh, requirement. So it's in our roadmap. Yeah, that's a very interesting explanation because I know that there are some talent acquisition programs here in Australia and overseas as well, and softwares that have done that have uh, been created by Mercer. And there's a big bank here that has a similar new, not traditional way of recruiting people. And they're heavily relying on video, video format as the first entry point. And that raises a whole bunch of new issues, right? Because of course, there is that bias, which they say, it's taken out of from the fact that it's being read by bots. But again, you know, what does that mean? Are you sort of capturing our 
facial expressions and what do you, you know, what do you make of it? So there's a call for a moratorium on facial recognition software in Australia. I mean, that's being discussed at the moment and mm -hmm. I'm really looking into it. One of the things that concern me as well with video use is the fact that, well, we are in Australia and we are close to Asia, we have lots of Asian Australians here. And, you know, that when I think about how I, I'm a Latina, when I think of the way I express myself, you can see my eyebrows go this way and my eyes go that way. <laughs> and there's a lot there that can be captured with software, where some cultures and some ethnicities wouldn't, you know, you would speak and be just as passionate about an opportunity, but your facial expressions wouldn't change. There's a Malcolm Gladwell book that if listeners are listening to it and they're interested in learning more about, you know, people being influenced by facial expressions, it's a, a new book by Malcolm Gladwell. It's quite good, good read. But yeah, I, I think you're doing well by not including it as a first entry point and uh, resist your clients if they insist. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Do you know, one thing that you mentioned in one of your emails was that employers should hire career shifters rather than candidates with industry experience. What do you mean by that? I wouldn't say rather. Mm -hmm. I would say in addition. Well, in the past, career shifting was an outlier, something that people didn't really often do. And today, career shifters are becoming the norm. So, in fact, reach, I mean, our research has identified that on average, a person will change a career between three and five times during their working life. So, the obviously, coronavirus pandemic has also accelerated this rising trend. And industries have been shaking up by the pandemic and more people now applying for jobs outside of their previous industries. However, this is a really unprecedented time that people are not only career shifting, they have taken some time and invested in upskilling or reskilling themselves. And this is a unique talent pool, which now became available to employers. They don't need really to invest into reskill or upskill. And people have been much more flexible and they are probably they realize the trend that they need to switch a career or they have been artificially put in these conditions that they needed to reskill. But this is a really unique situation. And um, industries like hospitality, travel, aviation have been particularly affected by the changes and employers have been driven to seek employment in uh, other areas, some, some out of the necessity, some out of the desire to, to change. And it's supported that candidates are prepared to sharpen their skills to meet the needs of the new roles. They are much more open for, I wouldn't say downgrading themselves, but they understand that they probably should make one step down in order to learn and in order to enter the new industry or new sector. But they are bringing, I would say, a bunch of different skills and bunch of knowledge from their previous experience. So for employers nowadays, it's a unique opportunity to refresh the skill set, to bring people from non-obvious backgrounds and achieve way more than they would with people coming from 
known or similar career background or similar industry because you never know when uh, when a person came up with something creative or the person can bring innovation into the company or kind of like a new initiative based on their previous experience and uh, we see that this mixture of skills mindsets and culture is actually really fruitful for for employers so i when i specified this in the email i was i wouldn't say rather i would say that employers now should be really really open minded and consider career shifters as a great opportunity for them yeah do you find that that's already happening with uh, the sector that you're working in Yes, we personally have placed multiple career shifters, people switching from journalism to design, people switching from education to programming, people switching from sports into market research. So we have placed multiple career shifters and the overall approach when we present initially the skill set of a person rather than their history of employment mm-hmm. actually helps employers to focus on this on the skill sets rather than anything else yeah and this is just one of the sort of demands we see in traditional recruitment and selection processes from employers asking way too many years of employment for roles that sometimes don't necessarily need that you know uh sector experience what are what should employers focus on when they're advertising in the future so are you sort of with this new platform also using it as a way to educate the employers on how to actually draft their selection criteria? Yes, absolutely. And one of our recent products is an AI-powered job description generator. So it had been a really massive success. It's, it's also a free tool. But uh, when we started scaling, we have seen that majority of employers is, are coming with really badly written job descriptions. They're usually copy-pasted from elsewhere. They have nothing to do with the company. So we decided to help first ourselves and then to help employers to to actually write job descriptions. So a few tips, I would say, that it's really, really, it's going to be like a really tricky situation when you copy-paste the text. Because you don't understand the requirements of the of the job you're copy-pasting from and you probably will misguide the candidates and give them different impression of the, what is required from them. So first, I would encourage every employer to write down the, uh, the list of skills they're looking for, professional skills, maybe interpersonal skills, anything, and then group them. Group them by requirements and uh, what we expect from you. Because sometimes the soft skills are put into the section requirements. And again, candidates are confused if you are requiring me being a leader, for example, but I don't recognize myself being a leader. Probably I'm not going to apply for this role. Then second, put this skills not as a requirement, but as a context. 
how the skills are going to be applied to the role or what are the skills going to be achieving or what are you what is achievement or what is expected from you like uh, who are you going to be communicating with who is your line manager who what are your not only responsibilities but what are the criteria of us assessing you because sometimes this is what candidates are really confused about that if my position is I, I don't know a title senior but you don't mention any management or leadership uh, responsibilities is it really a senior role because senior people are expected to manage or uh, mentor more junior people but then also there is a misalignment and senior doesn't require five years of experience senior doesn't require i don't know the proficiency in every programming language senior usually differs from middle or junior by the nature of management and mentorship and probably the last tip which is crucial is try and sell your company because it's not only candidates selling themselves to to an employer but candidates have a variety of opportunities to choose from try to put in a couple of sentences why a particular person will enjoy working with you what are you trying to achieve what are your goals for the next 12 or 18 months what is already like what is the current team you already have have you been funded are you profitable anything which can give a context of why a person should devote 12 18 2 years of their time to you as an employer yes Uh, the interesting thing about everything that you've just said is you were talking about it in relation to an employer writing a job description but it can definitely be adapted to a job candidate writing their resume their profile their linkedin um, information there's a lot of copy pasting happening both ways for sure and it's one of the problems with resumes as you probably know it's probably a lot of copy pasting happening Ooh, yeah Yeah. But employers uh now tell us that we are totally okay if a person doesn't have all the hard skills we require, but we are looking for a person with the right motivation, a person with the right mindset and a similar culture. So we would be willing to invest into educating, upskilling this person if there is a culture and team fit. So this is what this whole story about telling a story of a candidate telling a story of employer and then matching it so for job hunters out there that are interested in applying through pitchme what is your key advice to them what it is that what are the first steps that they need to do to start working with a platform like pitchme first revise their footprint digital footprint and it's not only for pitchme before you go to job hunt you need to go and first google yourself because <laughs> everyone will google you <laughs> i tell this uh, if you've listened to this podcast before listeners you know it's not the first time you hear this but i love when my guests just reiterate what i've said before thank you so much dina <laughs> <laughs> no problem and there are usually funny stories when when you google your potential employees yeah so google yourself work on your first page 
of search, like what sources you want anyone to come across you as a professional. It's totally fine to have Instagram, Facebook, and uh, and so on, like down down the line. But this is not what should straight away jump to the face of a recruiter. If you have done anything which can showcase and prove your existing skill set, don't hesitate to demonstrate it. Uh, some candidates, and especially uh, digital candidates, they even have like a simple version of the prof- like personal website where they put links, where they put portfolio, where they put summary. They, pro- they sometimes attach CV and leave their contact details. So, and again, this is what uh, we observed as a trend that people are more than their CV. So help a a recruiter or an employer read you, identify what uh, skills are missing from a CV, help them to to understand your story. Of course, I I will mention LinkedIn because, of course, LinkedIn is a powerful professional network tool. Obviously, uh, everyone will try to search you, and especially this is a trend in the US that if you are not on LinkedIn, no one will probably contact you, right? So it's also a matter of professional and personal reputation, professional reputation, first of all. So work on your LinkedIn. And the third, try to network with people within the sector or within the potential companies you are applying to or you are interested in. Try and network with people and understand their hiring process. And it's not about getting a a referral and being uh, put into the recruitment process via someone who can refer you no try to to speak with people and and understand why they work in this company mm-hmm. how they like what the culture is what your professional career development might look like in that company because if you understand that part it will hopefully help you to create your part like your story uh, adjusted to to a potential employer you're applying to Yes, that's all perfect. It reinforces all the right messages that the Job Hunting Podcast has been banging on for quite some time. Gina, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you and learning about Pitch Me. And I wish you all the best of luck because I love a disruption in the recruitment and selection process. And I anything that helps the candidate, I'm 100% behind it. So count on me if you need. <laughs> Thank you, Renata. Thank you, Renata, very much for having me.